Welcome to the podcast, the destination for insightful discussions and interviews on the appreciation, conservation, and husbandry of reptiles with a focus on turtles and tortoises. Now, let's join our team of turtle nerds. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back again for the 85th time. Don't worry if I write checks, I write rhymes. Just kidding. I don't really, but that was a rhyme. I stole that from dilated people. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you, Matthew, for pointing out that we were late. Uh, let's see here. Late by two minutes, two minutes, which is pretty good. It's pretty good, I think. Uh, we'll see if Kevin joins us. Kevin Minto, uh, everyone's favorite Diamondback Terrapin and uh, Aldabra tortoise uh, enthusiast if he chooses to to join us or not if he's going to have the guts to jump on late but for now you've got steve and i we're really excited to be here uh for the podcast episode 85 85 podcasts it's like i feel like i have to stop and reflect every time every uh every time that we start one of these but so uh let's yeah, start that, off with a little bit of go ahead go ahead please. i was gonna say is that yeah as that number gets higher it's just like holy cow like every single time I know. But can't you know, believe it's 85. Can't believe it's 86. They're special when we do them because we don't do them all the time. So we've been doing it for more than nine years and only have 85 episodes, which is tell you we don't even do one every month. We have lulls here and there. But uh, it's it's nice to be able to, to keep it going and, and to be able to say that we've been doing it for a really long time. So uh, I want to start off with something new. I'm not going to call it a feature because I, I have this habit of saying, hey, we're going to do a new feature. And then it never happens the next again. show comes and then it's not happening again. Yeah, yeah. So it's just something we're going to do and we'll see if we like it or not. Okay, I'm going to workshop this. So if you're watching right now on the live stream, this is uh, uh, Bonin's um, Turtles of the World. Okay. And you, you should know this book. This is a book that I like that was almost falling apart on me because I would leaf through it every single night and just read about every species that's in it, which is a lot of them. So here's what I want to do. If you have this book and there is a species that you want us to talk about tonight, I want you to give us the page number. Okay. That's it. So it's, it's putting a little bit extra in there because instead of just saying, Hey guys, what questions do you have? How about, hey guys, what questions do you have about a particular species, but give us the page number and do that little bit of legwork. It'll make it fun because then also we don't even know what we're looking, uh, what we're what we're going to be talking about. So we'll see how many of those we can get in. I'm totally fine with, with talking about those today, obviously. That's why I started this new, uh, we're not going to call it a feature thing that we're doing. And uh, also a little bit of housekeeping before. We also have a new t-shirt campaign that just dropped on um, on Bonfire, and the the Turtle People Are My Favorite People t-shirt, which is a popular one. I definitely, I haven't, I haven't uh, ordered mine yet, but I definitely need to. They have big boy sizes too, so if any of you guys are heavy hitters like yours truly, then, you know, they're, they're a nice t-shirt that's actually quite f flattering even on us large humans. So, yeah, yeah, not a feature feature. Very good, very good, Matthew. I like that. So, yeah, and we'll see if Matt joins us. Maybe we'll do Minto's Mailbag. Who knows? We'll, we'll just see where it goes. I love the new platform, and because of that, um, I think it just, you know, makes for a fun conversation whether we have a guest or not, which is really cool. So taking it to the next level. I want to give a little bit of shout-out to, to the TTPG uh, live stream and what Michael 
Satyuva Swami is doing. He is incredible. I love that he has James on and they have Russ on once in a while. I love tuning into those so much. And it just got me thinking, if any of you guys out there want to start a podcast, do it. There's so much room uh, in the podcast space because they're just fun to listen to and you can kind of string them together one after another. Uh, and, and they're doing such a good job, the TTPG crew, and, and I love tuning in. And I'm really, really excited about uh, a new podcast started by uh, Michael Skibstead and his, his crew. And Steve, do they have a, a title for that yet? They've been calling it Colonia cast for now, at least. Um, yeah, you'll, you should start seeing that pop up on you on turtle room channels as well. Um, they're actually using our platform now to start to, to do the, do the episodes they've been doing over the last couple weeks. Um, so. Yeah. It's just, it's so great. I, um, they had me on for their third episode. Uh, it's gaining a little bit of traction. We were talking about, they were talking about changing the name, so I wasn't really sure where they were at with that. Yeah, right. But uh, it's, a, it's, it's just wonderful. You know, for me to go on there as a, okay, at risk of oversharing, as a 36-year-old balding man and to be hanging out with those guys who three of them are in high school technically right now, another just started college, uh, and to be, you know, the dumbest person in the room, so to speak, is is pretty humbling and pretty crazy. They are brilliant. And Michael is just the microcosm of that, right? We've talked about him many times before, but he is like the LeBron James of turtle nerds, like just on the cover of Sports Illustrated at age 16. And you're like, all right, this person's going to change the world, right? I don't know if LeBron necessarily has or not, but you knew he was going to be good really early, right? And I think you know, Michael is definitely cut from that. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? I'm great. Hi, guys. Sorry about being late. You know, there's traffic and kids and dinners and things like that. But I'm happy to be you, here. Excited you for look, the chat. You look rather trim. I'm not sure if you if you have a large T-shirt on or if you've been no. training to be a cage fighter again. Yeah, I'm going back to cage fighting right now. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting ready for the summertime. So when we go to Chris's house, I can fight you. I can't, I also can't get over your background. Like, it looks like you're in the Emerald City. Like, it's a cubist thing, you know? You can, you can visit Kevin, but you have to be in a horse drawn carriage that's, that's towed by a horse of a different color. That's the only way you can actually get in there. Sorry. You guys want to come over? We can make some weird videos in here. Oh, boy. I know. Don't, uh, don't offer you a good time or something. I forgot your catchphrases. Sexual propositioning of our entire of our entire viewership all at once. Yeah, you know, all hey guys, us. come over. We can make videos in this in this weird green room. It's like clockwork, yeah. clockwork green. So my my daughter, my oldest daughter Veda, she's five, and she has been asking me to start a YouTube channel for her so she can go on and uh, you know be like all these people that she aspires to be that she sees on YouTube. Stop and it. Yeah, she wants to do it. And but what does it mean? What does Amanda she, say? So here's the thing: all that she watches on YouTube is other kids playing with toys, and like, yeah, oh, I don't know. She, she wants to do the same thing. So I love those videos, but I hate when it's adults playing with toys, especially weird yeah, ones. Yeah, like, oh, you're so creepy. That's, that's all they watch. It's like uh, it's like women in their forties talking like they're in grade school. 
It's weird. Yeah, like I'm okay when it's other kids. I don't even if even if you know that it's like some sort of uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? The the moms who are like like the pageant moms. There's toddlers and okay, sure. like that stuff. Yeah. Even if it's when, if it's that like that type of parent who's putting their kid on there like so that they could bring in the money like you know like yep. ryan's parents are making mad dough yeah. that, that kid from youtube right millionaire he made like 30 million or something like that last it's, year it's stupid yeah but yeah yeah but ryan's world yeah yeah but um mm-hmm. like i'm okay with that when it's adults like creepy adults that are being watched by my kid that that like i don't know it's kind of weird i don't know no i'm, I'm with you yeah it's just my thing uh it's just my thing so i I've gone in the playroom, you know, and I'm like, hey, pretend like we're filming. Like, go ahead and do it. And the quality is just not there yet, you know. The conversation <laughs> is not there yet for anybody. Uh, but on top of that, I'm actually considering it, but I would make it like a private thing so that we can load it up on like our TV, but no one in the world can watch it. Mm, just so she's like pumped cute. by it, you know, to, that you can get her yeah. practice aspect of it. That's cute. Yeah. And if she I wants know, to share with like grandma, she can. It's tough at that age, right? She's only five, so it's tough at that age. Yeah. But I think when they get a little bit older, like, I could see it. If they're going to do everything, like, I'd be okay with it. But it'll never happen in my house because my wife would never. She doesn't even let me post photos of the girls on, like, my, like holding a turtle. So that's a, that's yeah, a whole different thing. But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, Shannon. So, so we started off with a new, we're not calling it a feature type thing. Okay. And uh, we'll get to that. I saw one page number so far that someone shared. So we're going to look at page 314, the pie page, 314. We'll look at that at some point. We're not going to do it right now. Uh, we talked about some some podcasts. We talked about, and, and we kind of talked, about, we were getting into kind of the future and talking about Michael a little bit. Now we have page Michael's 275 as well. Michael's just the best. He is, he's. What are these, what are these pages like- you're referring to? So, so I, I showed them a, see, now I'm repeating myself only 10 minutes in, Kev. we're better than this. It, we're, we're, I have a book and if people wanted to, us to talk about certain species, we could do that, but we have to look, okay. they have to give us the page in the book. And this is really dangerous too, especially with this book, because it's outdated. There's stuff mm-hmm. that's like from, you know, there's, there's like nomenclature in there that's not accurate anymore. Sure. And I want to try to stay away from just reading the paragraph to people, but we'll see. We'll what see. book is it? Um, Turtles of the World, uh, the uh, Frank Bonin book. Okay. You know the book. The one with the I think I have a different cheek. one. Do you have the one with the green? The, the different, uh, I think um... so. You know, no, I have, uh, I have this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, Pritchard, 1976. 1976, yeah. 78? I don't know the year. 78. Uh, what's, what's really cool is that I actually just found this out in this exact moment. I didn't notice it. I ordered this book. It is, in, you know, I actually listened to, uh, a, you know, an audio piece by you today where you talk about how impactful it is to get like an inscription in a book that's like to you and whatnot. And while yeah. this isn't to me, it is marked to Kevin. So I'll just pretend. <laughs> what? Yeah, I bought this. That's hilarious. On, uh, I don't know some website. Well, it's it's to Kevin. It's not by Doctor Pritchard though, right? It's just somebody who bought it for Kevin. Uh, no, love uh, Don, Carol Ann, and Erica. So I don't think. Uh... Yeah. Now I now I want to get all caught up. Like, do you think that Kevin liked it? 
You know, so Kevin is uh, working towards his ultimate goal of becoming a vet med in vet medicine. So there's a good chance he did if he was, uh, you know, wanted to go towards exotics. And it's the book looks well loved. You know, it's uh, it's seen it's, it's seen its time out in the world that I'm happy to put it on my shelf. Okay, cool. And I'm sorry if you guys hear a groaning cool. basset hound in the background. Yeah, that's okay. He wants to hang out with me. We'll live. It's okay. He's just a little bit squeaky. It's okay. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, I just wanted to start by talking about kind of the, the challenge that we as turtle keepers face. So I think if we look at the reptile world as a whole, I think that like the snake folks um, and now lizard folks have dealt with a fair bit of le legislation um, and really some negative, like negative stigma around what they do. And I think that we're starting to see that a lot in the turtle space as well, but it's always different for us, right? Because turtles are more endangered and they're more susceptible to, uh, to, to things that, you know, that affect their populations. Uh, and it's weird because like, I, I try to stay active in the reptile world just in general, just so I could kind of see what's going on. And, you know, they don't talk about things on that side, like conservation quite as much or the same way that we do. So I think, you know, I kind of wanted to, to touch on that, but I also wanted to talk about how do we do better? How do we do the best that we can? Right? Kev's just listening to me twice. No, I'm trying to mute it. Sorry. Remember, I it's have okay. to answer all the chats, so I'm loading it up on like nine different screens of different places to okay. playing. You don't have to, because it's pretty much just me, you and Steve. So one of you guys should talk yeah. to me if you if you don't mind. No, I plan to talk to you this entire time. I just want to look. So how do we? And do I apologize that? once again. I was late. Don't apologize. It's okay. We're, we're going to make it through. We're going to make this work. How do yeah. we do better? Is the question that I want to pose. So I have a couple of ideas, but does anything come to mind, or do you just want to listen to me talk? Because I can do that. You know. Speaking of which, my podcast that you listened to today, I did a run through. Yeah. I used the Turtley Devoted platform to do a run through on a podcast. That I was going to call like Anthony's ramblings. It's just like me driving somewhere and I'm just talking because like how, how much easier, but the, those times when I can't shut my brain off mm -hmm. and I loved it. it. It was, it flowed. It was so great. I had such a good time. Like, this is it. I really, I found it. I found it. And I had Shannon listen to it and she thought I was joking. She's like, this is the worst <laughs> thing I've heard in my entire life. Like she could not believe that I was serious. She really thought that I was joking. So Kevin is the only other person outside, the only person outside of my home to have ever listened to it. And you listened to it today, Kevin. What'd you think? Yeah, I listened to it, you know, 35 minutes ago. That's all you have to say. I'll no, I'll tell you more about it. Uh, the basic gist is uh, there's parts of it that I agree with Shannon, right? Like as far as... Uh, I mean, you're driving, your GPS is just talking to me. You know, I'm learning about your trip going to Massachusetts. It was that, pretty good, part, right? No, I hated that part. That part sucks. It takes you out of the whole thing. Welcome uh, to Massachusetts. Yeah, I would awesome. say that you really found your you really found your stride about like 20 minutes in. The last like, you know, uh, the last like 20, 25 minutes were like really good. 
uh, to where you started focusing on like David S. Lee and the book and the laws as far as the ESA goes, the Egyptian tortoise and whatnot. And I thought that could be really impactful if if you your ramblings were focused, though. They could still be ramblings, but needs to be focused. So you decide like, hey, you know what? I got a half hour in the car. I'm not going to have my GPS going. Uh, and I want to talk about the specific topic. I read this article and it was great. And I want to disseminate this information into a more palatable way for like the general population that are in turtles that may look at a research paper and be like, what is this abstract, the conclusion? They're, you know, they're struggling with that aspect of it where you can talk about it in more like layman's terms. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I thought it'd be a really good way to get the information out because even me doing research for school right now, I don't like reading research papers. You know, I don't enjoy it. Um, I like the nuggets of information I pull out of it, you know, but not the entire basis of like, you know, reading a 10 page article to find out six little pieces of information. So listening to yeah, that, what you said was great. That's that's one of the early things that early feedback that I got about the turtle room because we were doing a lot of kind of put it like a lot of writing that we're putting on the website and stuff like that. Like, how do we take the scientific information and put it into a more digestible format so that people can, you know what I mean? So we could bring that. And the, the podcast was an early part of that as well. Like, yeah. let's get this information and put it out there for people. So you're totally right. And I know, I know that it was crap. And I, but I, no. but I had fun. So, so when I listen to, cause I listen to tons of podcasts, when I listen to a podcast and like, I appreciate when I'm listening to Simon Sinek and his podcast is curated it. and edited and it's perfect. I really enjoy it. But I also enjoy when a podcast is completely raw and it doesn't go perfectly. And all of a sudden one of the hosts drops off or shows up a few minutes late. Uh, <clears throat> not saying anything like <laughs> it's totally fine. Like it is what it is. You're listening to it. It's it's just a couple of people having a conversation. Like it doesn't bother you in a sitcom when you're watching it and another character walks in five minutes into the episode, yeah. you know, Kramer comes in shaking his hair <sighs> around. Like it's well, okay. Not. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's not the, it, it doesn't need to be perfect and feel curated. It's okay if it feels real. And that's why I wasn't totally sure about like the GPS and the car sound in the background and stuff like that. But yeah, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. It's okay. I'm just ways you can nervous. ways you could avoid that in the future. If you need the GPS aspect is just wear headphones, right? So you're using this as your audio in and your audio out. And then you'll hear that stuff, but the viewers won't hear it. It's like when Steve talks to us and we hear, but nobody else does. Do that yeah, we, we get all off kilter about it. <laughs> Anthony can't so anyway. handle that. <laughs> so, so part of what I was talking about there and now what I was kind of going into um, just earlier as, as well is is how do we do better? One of the big ones is, is legislation that's being passed and everything. And I always try to – and you mentioned David Lee, who I talked about mm -hmm. in that in that as well, who just literary I've talked hero. about him many times. Yes, he is my literary hero. I talked about him many times on, on the podcast and everything that that man wrote was completely perfect in my eyes. It was, he, he was so funny and so, uh, so creative and like the analogies he made were just, were just out of this world, like perfect. So if you, if you look into any of his writings or you can find any of the articles that he wrote, they're just, they're always worth having. He wrote a lot for like the Chicago Herb Society and for Radiata, the German journal. Um, he, I believe he wrote in the Badiger as well, but his only book that he published is uh, Gulfstream Chronicles, which 
is not a turtle book. It does touch on turtles, but it basically just um, details his time out at sea and kind of things that he learned and observed while he was out there kind of on fishing boats and things like that. But he's also a birder in, a, in addition to a turtle person. But the man is just incredible. And one of the things that was, that's amazing about uh, his work is I'm that he always... Pretty sure you're not supposed to call him a birder. No, no, you're not supposed to call them bird watchers. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, bird, bird watcher is like... It, bird watcher is to bird watcher is to stripper as exotic dancer birder yeah. is to exotic dancer yeah yeah and so, that was and that's his analogy yeah that's his which is just terrific, it's yeah, terrific. So my wife's an esthetician as you know and she has friends yeah. that are work you know they do massages and mm -hmm. i call them like masseuse she's like don't ever call them masseuse i'm like what she's like oh. no they're massage therapists you call oh, them masseuse and it sounds sleazy yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm with it. Yeah. So, so one of the things he always did in all, his, in all of his writing is to challenge us to do better. And, and his favorite article has to do with Geoimida japonica, the Ryuku black-breasted leaf turtle, which most people know is a species that I really love. Uh, and that, that article uh it's something to, it's a really long title but it's something to the effect of like keeping endangered species under the guise of conservation a, a case study on the black-breasted leaf turtle you know from the ryuku islands in japan and it basically says and i've talked about this on the podcast in the past but it basically says you know stop getting animals and saying it's for conservation and that's where you get into like preservation and all of that sort of stuff but he really challenges people just to be better so so how do we how do we be better do you have anything for that kevin or should i just tell you my other thoughts um how do we better uh you know teaching people to call a spade a spade you know we know if we know what it is right and we stop putting labels on something that sounds good for us for like our own ego aspect of it, perhaps uh, could help us one, you know, be looked at differently from people like say in the scientific community or whatnot. Um, second part to that would be really kind of curtailing the way the hop, the hobby has gone, you know, uh, as far as it goes. And like, you know, I know even as of six years ago, I was like way more into the classifieds. I'm in it every day looking for like, new turtles and whatnot until I figured out like what I wanted to really focus on. Um, but I think that's just, unfortunately it, it all comes down to a lot of different kind of facets of like you go to a reptile show and there's, you know, 50 vendors there selling, you know, imported animals that recently, you know, wild caught animals and everybody just buys it there or they're taking those animals, they're flipping them online and they're getting different prices on them. And the fact that anybody can pretty much buy anything you want on the internet right now lends itself to, for us to be looked at in a negative way from anybody outside of like, you know, this hobby. Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I've, I've mentioned many times, you know, the classifieds are the most visual account of who we are. And that's a real shame, especially for those of us that aren't big in like the sales part of all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, how do we combat that? And I think, I think it's by, by putting stuff out there creating our own content. And that's why I say like the space, don't look at this and say, oh my gosh, there's already a turtle podcast. And now the TTPG is doing a live stream. And now these young guys are doing a podcast. And, and there was the, what the shell podcast. And there's all, there's all these different turtle podcasts. There's not, if you look on the snakes side of things, like there's, 
there's all sorts of um, podcasts out there that are called reptile podcasts, even though they're just snake people. Why, why can they do yeah. that? I don't know. I've talked about that before, too. Well, what like, I like so, about ours right now, sorry to interrupt. Please, uh, no, interrupt. You know, you look at ours and you look at Colonial Cast and the TTPG and even like what Ryan, Ryan Dumas, is it Ryan Dumas? What he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's Talk yeah, Turtles, yeah. Yeah, I yeah love Let's Ryan. Talk Turtles. They haven't had one in a while, so Ryan, if you're watching, you know, I'm waiting for the Turtle Mythology it's version okay. two. Let's get on it. No pressure. No pressure. Yep. You, uh, you but, take your time. You, you take your time and get to it when you get to it. Yeah, but we, we're seeing different things, right? So, like, TTB, TTPG's focuses on, like, people with a specific project a lot of times, right? Like, what they're working on, this exact thing. And I think it's really insightful because you can find uh, you can find out about an animal that somebody's working with that you may never thought of working with before and, like, either the struggles or the achievements that they're having with it, which is really neat and gives you either like a jumping off point or know like, Hey, you know, what? this actually just, I thought about in the past, but this isn't right for me because of where I live or whatnot. Um, and you take like colonic cast, which honestly, Michael, I'm sorry, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm just hearing from you, Anthony, uh, you know, how great it is. And I know Michael personally, you know, from just being part of the turtle room and talking to him over the past couple of years. And we had him on the podcast years ago. Uh, he's, yep. The, the, I don't want to call him a kid, but he's like the brightest kid there is, you know, as far as this, this goes. Uh, and I'm really excited to like see kind of what that that brings. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's a totally different kind of a topic than what we do. Ours a lot of time is just general chit chat and like, uh, what are we, what are the bro banter was called once? Yeah, I, I think ours <laughs> is pretty true. cool because it's it's more open to everybody that wants to listen. People chime in from, you know, all different streams. Well, we have it going on like four different areas now, like YouTube, Facebook, and multiple channels on Facebook, Twitch. Um, and being able to kind of meet with all these different people in different areas and be able to talk to them live like this, I think is really impactful as well. You know, yeah. uh, I still find it weird, like really, really weird. Because uh, I know I've been doing this on here for like four years now. Uh, but I'll get like a message like I've been watching you for years. I'm like, I'm weird out by this because I don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that cool? I've been talking yeah, to a guy is, this week is, but I'm weird uh, out who's still. from Sweden, uh, yeah. who I never, I never knew, and and just this week he reached out, and I've been talking to him, and he's like, there's, you know, there are reptile people in Sweden, but there's not turtle people, and and he said to find your podcast. I've been I've been into turtles for like 30 years, but to find your podcast finally made me feel like there were other people like me. I was like, yeah. whoa. Wow. Okay. Like that was, oh my gosh. I was like totally falling. Is it Sweden? I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I needed yeah. it. Yeah. And but so that are, means, no, was it Sweden or was it Switzerland? It was definitely Sweden because Sweden, I had, um, I, I was talking to him because I, I had, uh, when I, when I played basketball in college, I had teammates from Sweden and I learned a lot about the world from them. And then I learned a lot about the world from tur because of turtles. And, you know, we were talking about that a lot. You know, Americans are so, we have such tunnel vision when it comes to world culture and, and our views and stuff like that. And, and I'm definitely, uh, you know, not immune to that or I'm def I definitely fit that mold, but yeah, but I think like podcasts are just one example. Podcasts are not the way to do it, but it's, it's, there's always room for people to do writing. There's always room for people to make vi YouTube videos if, if, if they're good. Uh, if, you know, as long as you're, you're be willing to say, I don't know the answer or, or, or here's what I think, or that like careful about how you word things, I think is because, you know, Steve and I started doing things early on when we still had a lot of questions, like even when we started the podcast or when we were doing, making YouTube videos early on and we leave them up, even though they make me cringe now, but like, you know, a lot of them, 
<laughs> Hi, Amanda. A lot of them are, my are still, you know, they're still useful, even though they're not perfect. So I think I think that's the takeaway, right? And I, I challenge everyone here to be a writer. Like, it feels great. If you haven't actually, like, published an article, like, you know, be, be a writer. Actually mm -hmm. work on it, make an outline and put together a few paragraphs and, and publish something in the Badiger or, uh, you know, wherever. Um, a lot of periodicals, online magazines, things like that are looking for, are looking for good content. So I attempted to write once. Didn't go well. No, we actually finished something. Did you finish that? Or I, no, no. I, I started something about uh, like the local spot that I have and, you know, how, oh, yeah. I remember that, how, you know, like very, the uh, species are there from like what we have in Connecticut. And, um, but I remember like your first feedback was like, you just need to write more, be like more detailed, things like this. And then I just never got to it. Uh, but after like this last year, I've been back in school and like learning to write more. Uh, I, I think I want to revisit that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, that's all school is, right? I, it's jumping through hoops, writing, you know? Yeah. That's all it's been. Yeah. Just consistently just writing papers. Every that was my master's degree. Tired of it. Yeah. 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 It, it, that's all it shows, right? It's like when you go for a job interview and you have a wedding ring on, like, okay, well, at least one person can stand this person. So like, yeah. that's a good sign. But it's the same thing. If you have a degree, all it really shows is this person can jump through hoops and as many hoops as necessary until they get a piece of paper and they can write. Yeah. I, I mean, at least, I mean, even that's changing now. I think, I think higher education has become kind of, I don't know, a, a shade of its former self in, in terms of, as far as that goes. But, uh, because I see a lot of people who I hire who have, who have college degrees and can't really write, but that's something that yeah. we're, said. we're hiring people. If they have a college degree, at least they could write. So, um, Hey, can I take a moment and address uh, everybody out there? Yeah, take a moment. Do me a favor. Right. Take a moment and address everybody out there. Yeah, that's my plan. I'm going to do that right now. Hey, so everybody out awesome. there watching now and watching later, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to apologize because you haven't really gotten any new content out of the Turtle Room via YouTube for the past couple of years. And I blame that entirely squarely on myself. Um, this is awkward. From just, this is you know, awkward. Little kids and work. It, you say it's awkward? It's awkward, yeah. Oh, it's, it, it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Yeah. So far, it's awkward. Continue. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, and I want you to know that I had every single intention to get right back on the horse because I'm finally starting to get some free time to myself. I have days off where I don't have like, you know, a three-year-old or a five-year-old like attached to me. They're in school so I can do some of this stuff. And uh, the most local source for me to film stuff as far as Turtles goes is uh, the guy that's, I don't, where you're watching, I don't know where he's positioned, but to, to the side of me somewhere or above me and uh anthony that guy and last minute literally like with 10 minutes before i'm about to walk on my house he's like uh don't come and he's bailed on me you know he just didn't i'm want to so see happy me, so, i got uh, to you though before you left that was big yeah that was big yeah well you're 30 but minutes away to. so it's not a big deal so listen i'm gonna challenge everyone here do better be a better you know steward and advocate for the turtles of the world and i was not a good well i can't say i was bad because so what i did I, I ha I'm like a training leader now for, for VCA animal hospitals in the Northeast. So one of my trainers woke up like super sick that morning and I was supposed to have time. I told everyone, like I was supposed to be playing with turtles all morning with my friend, Kevin, like this was the plan, I, you know, we were going to be shooting video and talking turtles and, um, she was sick, uh, woke up sick that morning 
and I needed to run to cover for her and run the training for the day. Believe me, it was not what I wanted to be doing. And then I had a meeting at night. I was going to go in late that day. I had a meeting at night. So it was like a whole thing. Yeah. I'm sure. sorry. Sure. Well, you let me know when you're available again and we'll, we'll figure it out. So people yeah, in the turtle world, probably won't in the turtle be room world, we'll be with you soon. Ish. I, listen, I'm, t I'm saying we all need to be better including me that day. Does that make sense? Does that bring it back? I mean, Absolutely. All you can do is the best you can do, and it'll be good That's enough right. every day as long as you do the best you can do. Whatever that oh best happens to be on any given day. Steve is yeah, like a, is, a motivational I want to do a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm looking at the book. I'm, I'm trying to pick some, uh, pick oh, some where pages. Were those papers? 314. 314 was the first one. Now, are these people, these people have the book and they're calling the pages? Like, how do they yeah. call the pages on? Oh, here's the question then. So, so on 314, we have two species that we could talk about. One is Corid. This is the fun part, too, because usually there's two species. On oh, I bet it's, I bet it, it would, I would think it would be the bottom one that actually has the I, title there. But I thought so, too. Yeah. But at first I thought, because at first I figured it was the Cora, but yeah. So, so we have Cora Joey on there. Which is spelled with a Z H, but it's yeah, pronounced Z H O E, right? Or I? Yeah, oh, Z H O U. Oh, I. But it's pronounced okay. Joey. Just in case anyone's wondering, I didn't know that until Chris Hagen told me that. So Cora Joey, and that's not what we're talking about. Though we're talking about Cyclamys atropons, which is the Western Black Bridged leaf turtle. And I really thank you for bringing up a species that I know something about because I actually, uh, I actually keep them. Last year I got some eggs from them, which they actually laid in the land area and like buried, which is so wonderful, a really good sign. But of course they're infertile, which is all anyone who has this species in the U.S. gets. I think there's, there's three people, including myself that I know of. So that's, um, it's it's a really cool species, really pretty turtle. It was described by uh, John Iverson and and Dr. Bill McCord, which is which is really cool. Uh, just in 1997, and then there's another species, Polcastriata, which is which is basically identical. And supposedly there's like a striping on the neck that di like differentiates the two, but like you can't tell them apart if you see the two. And I think it was like kind of like a a shout out or, or like a, like a, we'll overlook this one sort of thing by science that they didn't uh, uh, synonymize those two, those two species because they're like the same thing. But anyway, anyway, they're really cool. And not many people, I mean, the, the thing with cyclemes in the U S is that a lot of people don't know what they have like they come from different areas the science doesn't even necessarily know what everything is and there's some disagreement on that and there's some species that were described and then they were kind of debunked and like no one really kind of knows i mean i'm sure if we had like fritz on here he would be able to tell us because he wrote that paper i think in 2007 that's really the most um uh, what's the word comprehensive paper that's been written on cyclemes but it's still kind of a mess so Anyway, that's Cyclamys atropons. Yeah, you got yeah, one of the Steve? groups of turtles that's in taxona, taxonomic limbo and has been for it's some a mess. time. Yeah, I, but you know that's what makes it exciting because maybe we know something. You know, 
20 years from now, 15 years from now that we don't know now, but I mean, with the, with this, the way, the direction in which the world is going uh, with people moving animals around more and habitats being uh, fragmented and, and destroyed and that sort of thing, it only gets tougher and tougher to figure that stuff out. Oh yeah. So sure. uh, speaking of that, the next podcast, which will actually be on April 11th, so it'll be the second Monday of April uh, or yeah, second Monday of April. Second. That will uh, that will be with Zach Loafman, who is a absolutely brilliant uh, professor uh, who has his doctorate and is he's really well known in reptile circles, but not necessarily in turtle circles. But we're going to bring him on and talk to him about some things. You know, like I never pronounced this right. Steve, help me out. Clinal. That's right. That's right. Clinal. Clinal variation variation yeah which happens over time which is actually what's more uh, appropriate in terms of how we wrap our head around and compartmentalize different species as opposed to you know here's this subspecies then you go you know however many miles away how many however many states away and now it's a different subspecies like no it actually changes over time and everything in between isn't an integrate it's just it just changes over time. And if you take two animals from across a range, they're going to show up as different when you look at the DNA. So that kind of changes and I think turns more biologists into lumpers. But that, like what, what happened with the um, the Delta map turtles, right? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, the, the, the Nigronota. Yeah, the, the black knobs. Actually, I'm going to put the textbook definition of a Klein in biology on the screen for everybody. I would love that. Can you do that? I'm going to try to. Who am I hearing in the background? Kevin, you having a party over there? Yeah. I'm going to mute it. I have a five-year-old. I love she it. Go no, that's okay. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm Apparently, scrolling down that's... because I want to see what other page numbers I need here. I see Derek's at 321. Okay, D, you're going to throw me a curveball? I don't have to answer every one of these either, Kevin. Ooh. Derek gave us Geoemida sylvatica, which is not, which is no longer considered to be a part of, and there's the definition for clinal variation. I'll read it. In biology, a cline is a measurable gradient in a single character or biological trait of a species across across its geographical range. Thank you, Stephen, with a PH. You are so. Can you give an example of that? Very smart and helpful. Well, yeah. So the black knob map turtles used to be two subspecies, and they were differentiated by how big their plastron pattern was. Was typically the the biggest standout trait. The skin color also got slightly darker from north to south as the plastron also got darker. But so they were thought to be two subspecies for the longest amount of time um, until. Uh, uh, Lovich and some others, uh, I don't know, within the last decade did a bunch of, uh, actually it might, and Selman might've been involved in that maybe. And, um, and Josh Annan, you know, somewhere of the, you know, that group of, of individuals, um, they took DNA from all across the range and the inner grade zone was bigger than the two pure zones combined. And then when they took samples from this entire thing, they realized, oh, there's like practically no difference at all. Okay. Yeah, it just 
like steadily going down they just you know their appearance changes like you think of like everything is an integrated zone between eastern painted and midland painted everywhere all the easterns have the little dot on their belly you know like oh this one looks a little bit like a midland you know like it's um it just happens over time you know so is that are you saying that the client is the like the uh, the the change of it over time, or like the locality difference, yeah. like an Indian star versus a Sri Lankan star, yeah, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be Chinese over Japanese over Greece. time. It doesn't even have to be over time. It's just you know as they as you know the geography uh, the geography changes from like north to south across the state of Alabama. In the case of the black knob map turtles, um, yep. there's some minor visual differences that don't show really show up in in much of the DNA at all. And in terms of the example you you just used, like that's not really the same because it's an island off the coast, so it's different. Yeah. But when you look at, when you look at them, you know their DNA, they're the same thing. So people will claim that Sri Lankan stars are bigger and they have more broad banding, uh, mm-hmm. but but it's not always the case. Like I've Kevin Pollock and I, who was on episode eighty three and really was a great guest on episode eighty three, we talked a lot. Uh, we talk a lot about Sri Lankan stars versus Indian stars, and we we like to have fun with people sometimes. And we'll send out pictures of animals that we where we know they were collected or, or where the pictures were taken, and we'll send them to people in the pet trade to be like, "What is this?" and and or "What do you think this is?" or "What would you call this?" And you know, people will say, "Oh, that's a Sri Lankan." It's like, "Well, that was from India," and vice versa, because there are definitely. Um, exceptions to the rule in terms of the way that they look there are like outstanding animals there are smaller animals larger animals less outstanding animals in in each um yeah maybe in sri lanka it's more common for them to get larger and maybe in sri lanka it's more common for them to have broad banding but i think in the pet trade it's gotten a little out of hand with everyone saying that their animals are sri lankan because those have a better reputation for looks as they grow and now if you look like all of a sudden 90% 90% of breeders now have Sri Lankan stars where that wasn't the case eight years ago. So how many people are lying? Uh, just something to think about. So you guys are feeding me softballs so far with this. So, so Geomita, Geomita sylvatica, which is now in the monotypic genus Vijaya Kelly's, uh, Vijaya Kelly's. I don't know how to pronounce it, but either way, it sounds bad. closer to the second um, one than the first one. I think <laughs> the second one's not okay. Uh, the first one wasn't named, almost safe for a family television show here. Named after the researcher who who dedicated her life and lost her life uh, protecting uh, or, or at least researching the species. Um, uh, she uh, so so the, so it's the the Cochin uh, cane forest turtle. Uh, it's a species that's not in captivity in the U.S. that I know of. Um, it is in captivity in other places, and they're from the Western Ghats in, in India, which is a very protected area in India. And um, yeah, they're just an awesome species that everybody wants to see, and most of us probably won't see. Uh, they're, the males have really red heads, which is really cool. And um, yeah. That's about all I have to say about that. Interesting tidbit. 
when I was writing my book, I wanted a picture of one, like a, like a unique picture of one that wasn't everywhere. And I reached out to an, an Indian researcher who was like, yeah, I'll take like $2,000 or a new camera. And we were like, come on, you got to be kidding me. This is like, like this book might not make $2,000 total in like all the years of selling it. So, and it's not even about them. It's, you know, it's about leaf turtles, mostly, you know, the Ryuku black versus leaf turtle and the, and the um, Vietnamese black versus leaf turtles. Certainly not this Indian species that doesn't, that isn't even in the genus anymore. So it's a really cool species. Uh, you know, what's, what's also interesting too, when people, there you go. That's the picture. There you go. That's big time right there. That's big time. The $2,000 photo know. right there, you know? No, I don't, we didn't end up paying that because I think there was a lot of negotiation. Like, come on, help us out here. This is ridiculous. That's a parrot term. But, uh, yeah. Um, research also shows that, uh, or, or said one of the interesting things I, I found when I was kind of reading up on them a lot for the book is that whenever they're handled, it makes it really easy to, to, to get fecal samples and to be able to see what they're eating you know, looking at their feces because every time they're handled, they poop every single time. And that's something that if you keep Japonica, that's something that they do as well. They, they kind of make a squeaking noise or like a, a frantic breathing noise and they get freaked out. And then they go to the bathroom every single time. If you hold them for any more than a couple seconds, like when I weigh them, I take them, I put them right on the scale and I put them right back because like it's that fast that they're just going to crap on everything. You still have a 50% chance that they're going to get you. But if you take your time, they will get you every time. I thought that was really interesting to hear that about Selvatica because it's, you know, so similar. I know there was a page number from Viviana. I feel like it was 275. I thought you were writing these down, so I didn't. No. No, 275. Let's do it. This is fun. You found it? All right, Kevin, you're talking about this one. I don't have this book. What? Steve, you're talking about that. Viviana, you should come on and talk about this one. This, Yeah, Viviana should be the one talking about this one. Or Chris. Yeah, I can't talk. All right, let's send her a link. About that. You don't know. <laughs> a link to what? A link to get on here to, and to just come on. on for five minutes and just tell us what yeah. you know. You could you could Go send it to Berlander, right? Berlander. Viviana, I am going to send you a link right now in Facebook tell message. Us things. <laughs> tell us things. This is what I want. See, I knew we were going to get a curveball at, at some point. <laughs> I mean, to me, gopher is kind of blends together. So that's. That's the, you know, North American tortoises of, of the genus Gophurus, which includes the gopher tortoise and the Texas tortoise and the, the desert tortoise and uh, all of that. A lot of those species, like besides the gopher tortoise, blend together in my brain. I'm just saying. Is that bad? Does anyone else have anything to add? Kevin, help me out, man. You're a tortoise guy. Uh, you know, Tell you me know, anything you uh, know. I actually missed what you said as I was sending Viviana the the link. You did uh, you really send her a link? Yeah, isn't it the yeah? Isn't it the smallest range uh, of all the gopherists? No, gopherist Flava marginatus is smaller. That's right. Oh, there you go. 
Man, some of these things have tiny ranges. And, uh, you know, Scary. there's also e, uh, EV Goody, which isn't even in here uh, because it was yeah. newly defined. And I'm not entirely sure where it, you know, what its range looks like in comparison. But some of these are, are tiny right there along the, you know, the te Texas-Mexico border. Mm -hmm. You know, Berlandieri's in probably in Michaela's backyard, give or take, with where she lives. It's pretty awesome. I feel for Michaela. Texas got those uh, cold snaps, and I think it messed with her a bit. She grew up in in Illinois, man. Yeah. yeah, but did it mess oh, with her animals? Her animals. Yeah. Animals. Yep. Yeah, you don't expect to have days down uh, down where they are to get that cold. Yeah, yeah. She's like on the border of Mexico, pretty much, right? Uh, yeah, basically, you can throw a stone. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. I'm having fun with this, even when I don't know the answer. Um, let's do another one uh, while we wait for Viv, since it sounds like she was gonna gonna come hop on briefly. I don't come know if on, she is. She I really? hope she That's does. hilarious. We're, we're, she says she doesn't. Have, she making, said I'll jump on right now, but she doesn't have makeup on, so we don't care. We are making television history right now. This is incredible. Listen, I put enough makeup on for everybody. We're good. <laughs> you do. You do look nice. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was the green walls offsetting your fleshy tone. But it's mm -hmm. nice. Um, I'm, uh, most of it is just to tone down the shine on his head. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it's not even shiny, too. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm a saying. negative zero on a Fitzpatrick scale, you know? So I'm just like white paper. What is this white line paper. Name? So we also got had a request for Coretta Kelly's in Sculpta, which is the Fly, yeah, River, Fly River Turtle or Pig, or Pig Nose Turtle. But... Yeah. When I look at the common name in this book, they're called the Pignose Turtle, but the second one isn't Fly River. It's the Pitted Shelled Turtle. Oh, I haven't seen that one before. What is that about? So if you look at them a lot, sometimes you'll see like little indentations across the carapace. I didn't know that was the case, but I've seen that in the, in them. Like when we went to Where? McCord's. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've seen it around like the margin, where the marginals would be. So you think that's a normal thing that they have, or you think you've seen animals I, I, that? I have no idea. I'm just saying, like hearing that now from you, and I think back to it because the moment you said that, every time I hear them, I just think back to like reaching in, like petting one, and how like it was. That was like a weird but like great experience for me, and I remember seeing that. I don't think I don't know if that's normal or if that or if you're just seeing an older turtle that has mm -hmm. that has like a pit in the shell, like like. Gotcha. Any turtle I have that's over 40, 50 years old, and like I could call that the pitted shell turtle. Yeah, but I don't if you know... think about them, they have they have more of like a leathery shell than like, you know, a hard carapace. So it might be more prone, prone to see like, you know, any kind of uh, indentations or whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I'm going to I'm going to file that under one of the uh, crappier common names that I've seen around. <laughs> okay. All right. Just you know, Viv is in her PJs in well, bed. This is hilarious. Yeah, I don't think she, I don't think she's hopping on. I, I now I now I want to egg her on. To My browser is not supported. <laughs> That's what happens when you try to open things in, uh, in, in Facebook. But anyway, um. Viviana, I'm, oh, I'm honestly so a big funny. fan of yours, so I'm sorry if I'm not really making fun of you. This is more joking. Oh gosh, that is so funny. 
So yeah, Coretta Kellys, Fly River Turtles. What do you what do you have to say? Kat? Hey. How do you make you feel when you see? Here it? we go. Here we go. Now we're going back to Burley Andieri. No, you don't have to. Oh, I'm wait, gonna... did this just happen? <laughs> this just yeah. happened. So if you look at him a lot, sometimes this is audio sorry. only. That's fine. You can leave uh -oh. your camera off. We can just listen. I'll to leave you. my camera off. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> Woo! Let's Sorry go. to crash your crash your party. No, no. Party. Are you kidding me? We are. <laughs> right. It's not crashing. We're bringing back one of our best guests right now. This oh, is incredible. Lordy. We needed it we, a, we needed a, a woman's touch too. You know we struggle. Oh it's just us. We struggle. Oh, Lord, y'all do pretty damn good on y'all's own, y'all. So that's, that's a lot of y'all. Y'all do pretty. That's a lot of Texas. Good. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of Tex Mex going on right here. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of text makes happening oh my god i'm glad to oh. make y'all smiley faces glow and laugh look at that i haven't seen those I, shining faces in a long time i'm blushing oh, you're killing me smalls i'm blushing me, smalls. can you tell us about page 275 what do you want to know I, anything I know everything. what did you I have what a cool, you want to know i don't know i just literally opened the book and that was it it was like uh just one of those magic harry potter moments you just throw the book open and there it landed i was like oh it must be meant to be person from texas wants the texas tortoise i don't know yeah exactly well that's how it's that's, supposed to go that's okay. so you know it's the magic of yeah. texas i don't know um i actually have a decent story about texas tortoises uh okay. they were heavily commercially taken from texas in the 50s and they were used in a cosmetic cream they were rendered down to their oil used as a cosmetic cream for some movie actress in hollywood so it wasn't until like 19 late 60s so 67 68 that international turtle and tortoise society journal like the old ones from the 50s 60s and 70s did an article on those. it i have I them have too those. yeah I have that. I'll send. Oh, I should have sent. I, I should, have sent, I should have sent the Please. thing to. Um, maybe I could send it to Kevin. Anyway, and y'all can put up. It's a really good story talking about um, you know people here from the Fort Worth Zoo conservations in Texas and uh, Texas in the late sixties, um, stopping the commercial collection of Texas tortoises. And so there was housefuls. Like this, this dealer out in Laredo would just have house full and full stacked of texas tortoises being sold in the pet trade because we knew back then they were popular in the pet trade and then being sold out to use in an oil face cream cosmetic line so there you go there's your texas tortoise texas turtle fact of fact of the day story <laughs> i'll send i'll try to send this the link because i have a screenshot of the article like out of it and i'd be good for you yeah. to put it up later or whatever anyway i might That'd find it awesome. real quick I'd love so to know the, a, the the year and date of that issue too. I it's nineteen, the nineteen sixty seven, the 1967, 1968 issue. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't have many in the early uh, in the. 60s, I have a that, lot of the sixties ones. The sixties are the beginning of like it was like mm -hmm. late sixties to like maybe like seventy four, seventy three, yeah. or something like that. I have most of the issues in the seventies. The one I have by my bedside right now is yeah, January nineteen sixty seven. So that's the one I have like in my it's got an Aldabra on it too, Kevin. What was the oh, magazine? The International the... Turtle and Tortoise Society Journal. Oh, that little yeah. journal they put out. And they had watches. You all see the watches that they oh used my to gosh. to their members? I, look, I want one. I, look, I tried to buy I look, one. 
on eBay. I look for those on eBay all the <laughs> yes! time. We're going to be in a bidding war against each other. Oh, yeah. You're, I Hey, you know what? I'm going to win because I know I don't have anyone to tell me what not to spend my money on. Oh I guess I can have all, I'll win. So oh <laughs> you're gonna gosh, have your so you're gonna have your better house that you're not spending that much money, and I'm just gonna be like sold. <laughs> Before yeah, you go, teach you the Matrix. Yeah, teach me how to find that watch. It's probably the cheapest thing ever made, but I want. No, probably, you know somebody but, you posted know? it. Somebody posted it. I think it was a pin set, so they would send their members like a pin. And someone wow. posted on one of the old antique uh, book pages, you know, all those old book pages that we follow. Yes. And I tried to buy it and I sent in and I sent in my PayPal and then I got the things like declined because they weren't really selling it. It just posted on Facebook like they were selling it. So I tried, but I'm going to, I'll find one one day. <laughs> wow. I've never I'll buy really you, seen if I find besides... two, I'll buy you one, Anthony. I'll buy oh, an extra please, one. For I'll you. Gladly if pay I buy an extra one, you'll lose your, you'll lose your money. <laughs> I will lose my mind. I'm losing my mind already just thinking about it. I'm going to have a dream about it tonight like when I play with turtles a lot. And I dream that I'm finding albino spotted turtles everywhere at the pond. Yeah. yeah. So we, I don't know why, why do we have these turtle dreams? I do, I do have lots I do. of turtle dreams. I had turtle dreams like, yeah. um, I had, have you ever had this dream where it was kind of a semi nightmare, but not really a nightmare where I left turtles like in the sink or in the bathtub longer than I'd wanted to. And so I wake up mm. like, oh my gosh, I left that turtle in the bathtub or oh, I left that turtle soaking in the sink. Anyway, that was my most recent turtle dream uh, a few now, weeks ago. I just find I, I'm out in the field, which is funny because I don't do a lot of field work like you guys do, like you and Steve do. But I have a dream that I'm like out at the pond and there's just albino painted turtles everywhere or albino. I don't know why because I don't even care about morphs. But it's just like, oh, my God, look at that. You never see those. I need to catch That's it awesome. and, and, and see it closer. Yeah, I don't know. Before the neighbor... You go, yeah. The neighbor that oh, lives behind me found an albino consina. So there's an albino consina wow. that lived at one point, but he kept it captive now. So I'm like, don't release yeah. it. But so, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. It's like an excuse to keep something cool, too. <laughs> That's like, yeah, know, so like most people aren't going to put it back out there in the wild. Yeah. Right. Um, before you go, Dominique wanted to wish you an early International Women's Day. And I just want to oh. let you know, I, I don't know if you've been introduced to her, but she does a podcast uh, the Modern Medusa podcast, which highlights women and uh, her pathology. So you guys should definitely connect. Neato. You should be on, you should be on her show because you're such a wonderful Neato. Host. I appreciate yeah. it, y'all. I'll, Dominique, I'll shamelessly, you need to talk to her. <laughs> I'll shamelessly plug the Colonia cast with Skibstead and those fine young mm -hmm. men. My episode came out today. Episode five's out oh, there. So wonderful. Everyone go over to like, follow, subscribe, Colonia cast or whatever it is. And I'm t I'm today, and then the Carl's right after me, so his will be released next. We did a back to back, <laughs> of course. I love it. You did a back to back so, with us too. That's really yep. funny. <laughs> all right. Well, y'all have That's a really wonderful cool. evening, and and yeah, yeah gone to the next page, and I'll try to find you these screenshots. Stay cool. Thanks, guys. You. Bye. Don't ever change. <laughs> Bye. That was a lot of fun. This is this is what it's all about, right? That that. Team building, that teamwork, that camaraderie, that connection that you have with people. And for those of you who are new at it, let me just tell you, take it slow and really put in the work. Because I think the, the, the real connections, I was just talking to Ralph and Charlie about this just today. Uh, the real connections that you're able to make with people. Ralph, Ralph Till of 
of Clearwater, Tampa, Florida, and Charlie Moorcroft of Southern Florida, okay. of the of the Moorcroft Cons Conservation oh, yeah. Foundation. Nice and uh, yeah, I um, I think you know, looking back to kind of early on getting our start and just wanting to be a part of something important, and now feeling like we're on the right path. Like certainly not feeling like we've reached anything, but just having had many years of fun doing it. I think that we, we really ought to uh, celebrate those partnerships and really be grateful for those partnerships. But when you're kind of starting out and wanting to make a name for yourself, just like take it slow, show people you're in it for the right reasons, that sort of thing. Uh, my friend, well, I was I talked about Kevin Pollock already. He he texted me the other day and he said he was telling his friend about me, and he said, yeah, Anthony's Anthony's weird because he's like a turtle person, but I think he's in it more for the people than the turtles, and I'm like totally, like for the socialization more than for the turtles, which is totally true. Like hashtag podcast, right? Like because that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's not about getting the next animal or or making the next deal or whatever. And I think the people who understand that and really live that are the ones who are successful, they're in it for the long haul and they have good reputations, right? Like like I, I have so many great contacts and friends that I can lean on because we've been we've had these conversations over the years and everything. You guys are obviously on that list. People, like Michael, I talked about, Seth Ubaswami is on that list. Uh, on that short list. And there's so many people who are just good people who are in it for the right reason. And over time you find those people, you know, it's not just about the being, They're all the best. you know, yeah. Best. Right. Like it's not just about being, and that's why I think he's been so successful with his live stream because people genuinely like him because he's a genuine good person. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's just a good person who's in it for the right reason. So um, I think that's how we turn the tide a little bit. I think going back to our original conversation, our original thought, how do we make a difference? Uh, I think it's just thinking with more of a from through more of a macro lens. And you know, we talked about people on the snake side and stuff like that. You can't get away with like live handling a venomous snake and not doing it right. You're gonna get called out by everyone. I don't see a ton of like calling out of of certain people. Like, like uh, can I just be like totally real? Like more than I am usually. I, I'm usually pretty diplomatic. And, and I try not to step on toes, but like how many people do we know of who have been arrested for wildlife crimes that just post all over the place, like on Facebook in turtle related stuff that are just like active and like are part of the crew, right? Contributing members of the community. Yeah. Right. Right. Some, some really big names at times too. And I know that like people make, listen, I was a social worker. Nobody believes in second chances more than me. Like I could never be, I could never really do jury duty because I'd be like, you know, this guy killed five people. I'd be like, yeah, but what was going on in his life at the time? Like, let's talk about, you know, I'm like the worst. I could never do yeah, jury I'm, duty. I'm the opposite. Yeah. And that's fine. And I think a lot of people are, but They'll like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So like, I don't know what the right answer is, but I see this kind of welcoming environment. And I think like in the other reptile arenas, they they'll they'll crap on people who and call call out people who 
even people who haven't necessarily been in trouble before, but who aren't doing things the right way. And I don't see necessarily a lot of that. And I don't necessarily think it's the right answer either. And I'm certainly not one that wants to go and do that. But, but I guess my question is, am I doing something wrong because I'm not willing to get involved and I just want to do things for the right reason and not be involved? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't can't really elaborate too much. Sorry. <laughs> Just love having these conversations mm. with myself. Very one-sided, I know. <laughs> oh my god! One day I'll be good on That's this. I good. One day. You are good. You are good. You were really good when you were when you were crapping on my podcast. But that was a good idea. That was a good idea because you're you're getting brownie points with Shannon if she listens to this, which is good. I don't we think Shannon, Shannon listened past the... the first 15 minutes. No. Oh, of me? Yeah, oh, because you're saying it got like better. The worst. It got worse. I was a little bit rattled by the GPS. We don't have to talk about that more. It's okay. I mean, it'll just keep coming I mean, up on its own. I want you to redo it focused on like just that last bit. I appreciate you for that. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you. So, so Dominique I, thinks I, that we need to self-police, which I agree with. Uh, and she says people get too many second chances. Yeah, but so so this was my thought, and this is why I was I was phrasing it or was was kind of um, uh, kind of painting that picture and and alluding to the fact that we have so many people who like have have been convicted of wildlife crimes who are really active in in the turtle space is what do you do a which i kind of got to but then the next step is okay what happens when you're out there and someone's like wow this guy's been really active right like like when i met the new state herpetologist for connecticut we actually went out in the field together and i introduced myself and he's like oh yeah anthony i i know of you the turtle room guy I'm like okay great um and it wasn't like you know, hey, like I've watched the podcast before. Like, no, I heard of this turtle guy in Connecticut and I had to, you know, do my due diligence to kind of see if there's any dirt on this guy. That's how I took it, which is, which may be a little true and maybe not true, but I certainly think that they do that. Like if they hear that there's somebody in their state who's really, really involved or there's a page, a Facebook page, like Connecticut turtle and tortoise enthusiasts, right? That's a page that, that Kevin and I are involved in, right? If that exists, they are looking at that, right? So what image do you want to put out there? And what does it say when you're buddy-buddy with somebody who now they look up and it says so-and-so was arrested for X, Y, Z? Yeah. Right? And I think that's that's something that was just kind of in my mind. Um I'm, again, I'm not the type of person to, to pass judgment on anyone. I don't even really feel comfortable talking about this sort of stuff. But I, I just, I just wonder how do we, how do we combat that a little bit, and how do we more, be more playful? Because you know, we talked about Zach Lofman coming on. He's he's praised the turtle side of things as being the best part of the reptile hobby in terms of conservation, or at least preservation. That we're actually looking at animals and trying to work with animals that need it, and and we're being real about kind of how you know what effect it actually has on conservation or preservation. And that sort of thing. Whereas in a, you know, snake, geckos, lizards, that sort of thing, like 
you know, I'm breeding these to see who wants to buy them. And I'm trying to make a business uh, where I think a lot less people, the majority of, of people who debt, like I've dedicated my life to turtles, to a, 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 an embarrassing um, like level, but I'm not interested. And maybe I was 15 years ago, but I'm not interested in having a business. And I, I, and I know I'm not alone in the turtle space, but I think that would be really rare in like the snake circles or, or whatever. So, I, wanna, I don't know. I'm just rambling, but tell me what you think of. I want to build upon what Dominique's talking about. Uh, she had said that a lot of the most famous people in the hobby, you know, came up with shitty backgrounds and had they good, done good things. Sure. You know, but should you idolize people that smuggle animals or abuse animals, you know, and it's no. And she said, where do we draw the line as a hobby? So my question I proposed after that was at what point do their positive contributions outweigh their negative past? Right. If you look at somebody like Crutchfield, right. You know, world-renowned smuggler but what he's doing now as far as like bringing information out to people on how to take care of animals i think is is very impactful um you know and where she's saying you know outside of the hobby nobody cares if uh you're working on ssp for turtles you know sorry anthony she says uh but they absolutely care if you smuggle in thousands of baby turtles you know across the atlantic and socks uh so proposing that question right like you know, you believe in second chances. And I mean, I do to an extent, um, depending on how egregious it is. Uh, but at what point can the positive contributions they can make kind of outweigh their sullied past? What do you think? Great question. Crutchfield's a great example. Like we're going to see the new version of Tiger King come out that stars Tom and Stacy Crutchfield. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how that's going to affect the hobby because I, I really do love Tom and, um, I know that he's done a lot of shady stuff in the past and, and I love reading those books. That was like my version of like the real housewives being able to read these tales of a time past, you know, uh, like yeah, lizard King and uh, also the other book stolen world as well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I guess the answer is it doesn't. So in the movie, in, in the Martin Scorsese film casino, they the gangsters were smart enough to have this guy that they knew who was like smart or whatever be like the face of their casinos he was like the public relations type person so like i don't know like like who out there is doing things positive positively who actually wants to kind of stand up and be the face of that side of things like i'll use chris as, as an example right chris sold turtles forever right it was his business it still is partially but now when when he talks about like what he does for a living like optically what he does for a living he's a herpetologist and he's actually out in the field doing that work which is true it's great but and i'm not trying to like call chris a coward when he's not here he's with his family in disney right now um but like i feel like any one of us would do that you know like like i'm yeah i'm a turtle guy and i love what i do with the turtle room and it's it, it is my identity but but ask me what I do. Like I run a veterinary hospital. Like that's, that's what I do and who I am. So, right. I mean, I mean, that's also an American thing too. Like we don't ask people, Hey, how are you doing? What are you into? We ask people, Hey, what do you do for a living? Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think like, I don't know who those like poster children could be for, for, 
and I hate the word the hobby, and I also hate the word the industry. But for this turtle world, this turtle people world, and and what does that look like, right? So, you know, there's there's I, I don't want to say any names because I don't want to be rude, but there's like when there's been legislation coming out, there was somebody who went to testify. Awesome, we all need to testify. But this this person was like after it, you know, and they're really well known turtle breeder and they're going out and they're testifying and they're testifying somebody who's been arrested for, for turtle related offenses, you know, hold on. You're, you're muted Kev, unless something's wrong with my stuff. I couldn't hear you just then. So like, that's kind of what I'm getting at too. Like, like I think, yes, it's important to mobilize and get stuff going, but I just feel like there's so many holes in who we are, if that makes sense. Kevin Kevin just left. Yep, <clears throat> we lost Kevin for now. Hopefully he'll be back here shortly. Oh, there he is. I'm embarrassed. Do you think what do you think what I said made him want to leave? Or uh, that had to be it. <laughs> I think he was having some technical difficulties there. So um yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, Dominique's here making some good points in the in the chat as well. Um you know, uh, some of us who might be able to be so-called positive faces have sort of you know, distanced ourselves a little bit because of the negative stigma or we've gotten more into the conservation side of things. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and I think that's a, that's a good that's point, point for sure. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I mean by Chris saying, hey, I'm a herpetologist now. Like, this is who I yeah. am. I'm a herpetologist. Like, no, you are the face of like breeding turtles the right way. But at a certain point, you got sick of everyone saying you stole Blanding's turtles from the wild, which wasn't the case. Um, yeah, and and the people that were constantly duplicating, trying to duplicate his Facebook account to like steal his reputation to sell animals and whatever mm -hmm. else. Like or, at or some point, you're just animals, like, yeah. you know, and scam people. Yeah, that's a big one too. I, if, I'm just gonna say this: if you have to go and ask in this day and age now, it's different than it was ten years ago. But if you have to go and ask someone, hey, do you know this so-and-so? Do you know Do you know this person? It, because they're trying to sell me an Aldabra for $200 and it seems too good to be true. Stop yourself before you even ask and just know that it is a scam in today's day and age. Can we just, can we just do that? Can we all make that promise right now that we're not going to – because the funny thing is I, I have like a million Facebook friends that I don't know. And people will reach out to me all the time, like, hey, do you know this guy? I don't, I don't really know. Seems fishy. Like, yes, it's fishy. If you don't know who they are and you're trying to buy an animal from them on Facebook, it is fishy and you should just stop. And that goes back to that kind of like pumping the brakes, taking it slow sort of thing. It should be the same way with acquiring animals. You shouldn't be just waiting for the right deal. And I know it's tough because we're all balling on a budget. And when you see something that you've either been waiting for a long time that hasn't been available or it's the right price, you want to jump on it. But let me just tell you, anytime you have to ask, I shouldn't say anytime, nine, never say never, Justin Bieber, 95% of the time, it's somebody who is trying to nefarious means pulling over on you. Yeah trying to steal your money straight up so so who is Costa de Finch do we know that do you know who that is I'm not sure <laughs> said that Greg can be the face I'm down with that. I think Greg should definitely be the face 
of the turtle movement, Greg Brashear from Greg's Turtle Haven. If you're not subscribed to his YouTube, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to his YouTube, what's going on? Come get it together. Greg yeah, is really yeah. chill yeah, and really great. You should be listening. Uh, you should be tuning into his stuff. And I agree that he could totally be the face of, of this. I agree. Right. But you know what, though? He doesn't sell animals either. Dude, he's so got a mean he, pop shove it. What's that? He's got a mean pop shove it. What is that? A, a skateboarding thing? Skateboarding. Pop shove it? Yeah, he knows. Doesn't matter. Do our listeners? That was, know? That was for him. They may. They could look it up. But will they though? We're already asking them to. Maybe we don't even ask them to. Maybe they're to curious Google enough. Scientific names. We tell them the common name here too. Like the pitted turtle. Yes, yeah, somebody had a. Uh, a Papua New Guinea. Uh, Andrew Rogers had said the pitted shell turtle name was just a briefly used common name given to the New Guinean population because of the fine pitted depressions on the carapace skin. They've got issues over there, that population. It's not good. You don't know, man. I don't know. I told you I didn't know. I told you I didn't. Listen, this has been fun. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. Thanks for being here. I can't believe Viviana jumped in. That was awesome. That was the best. Everyone, don't be, don't be, uh, don't hesitate to subscribe to Greg's Turtle Haven. Tune in to Dominique's uh, Modern Medusa pod podcast when she has Viviana on. Inevitably, check out the Colonia cast with our friends from Texas on the next couple episodes. You can see my episode, episode three, as well, which was a lot of fun that we recorded. And don't be, uh, don't hesitate to pick up from Bonfire your uh, Turtle People Are My Favorite People t-shirt. That one's going to go over really well. It's got like combination of like good turtle content that's just the right amount of corny and not too corny. Like it's not, it doesn't have like the cartoon turtle on it, which I really appreciate. And that's, that's going to get you some looks at the grocery store. It's going to, that's going to be a good one. I'm just saying. I'm definitely getting that one in a in a in a three XL. I didn't I didn't show the back last time, so there's the back. Yeah, with the logo on the back, the long logo with uh, "Be a Turtle Hero." So this is your chance to be a turtle hero, and uh, proceeds from that go to conservation. Stephen, uh, our conservation and education programs. I love it. See how good you are. You know exactly where everything goes to. It's uh, right there on the I screen. To... I, I'm embarrassed. I can't see that on my screen. I don't have my readers on. I don't really have readers. <laughs> I made that up. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Steve, thanks for all the work that you put into this and the behind the scenes work as well. And Kev, thanks for making it better late than never, my friend. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Happy to Appreciate be you guys. Right. Bye guys. Thanks guys. Uh, what is it? Uh, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, there we go. That was funny. Yeah, I wasn't ready, quite ready for that. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good show. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it. I like this it new okay. format a lot.
I like this format a lot, a lot. As far as well, you know, comments, it's a million times better. Oh god, it's so great. It's it's um, tough now actually. Minto. I find myself not being able to get through thoughts because I'm reading the chat. Which yeah. is, Minto, can you which is great. Can you can you respond? Oh, she said we're live again. I'm embarrassed. I can't 